Welcome to Live from Studio Venus. I'm joined today by Leela Armstrong, who's a Lethbridge artist. How long have you been in Lethbridge? 20 years now. 20 years. I know, it's amazing. So you came after me. <laughs> I think I've been here 30. It's like I oh, kind of wow. have to claim it now, right? Yeah, yeah you when do. When you're here this long, you yeah. have to be a lesbian, yeah. Lethbridgean, yeah, whatever it is, the proper thing. Um, so where did you start your art career? Were you one of those artsy kids? I was definitely an artsy kid. Yeah. I was lucky enough to have a mother who was very arty, very crafty, and always rolled out, you know, rolls of paper for us to draw on and paint on and you know there were art classes and all sorts of stuff so oh cool <laughs> I definitely credit her with <laughs> she's such a cool lady oh yeah she is you're, yeah your yeah, mom's she, super cool lady she really is yeah she's one of those people that you meet her and immediately it's just warm and yeah. you kind of just feel like you're just relaxed yeah yeah. And she is my inspiration in so many ways and I always say like her color sense is amazing like everything I learned about color I learned from her she is, is that right hey she is just great oh that's so cool so you had it sort of always coming yeah. along um, you did you know you were going to be an artist when you grew up was I that, did because it was possible your mom made it seem like it was absolutely a viable option yeah definitely uh, I, there was still a little bit of pressure to like, you know, have a job job yeah. um, because I think parents always worry that you're not going to be able to, you know, live. Yeah. Um, but which is fair. Which is, which is reasonable, <laughs> especially if you're a parent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, but uh, no, I always wanted to be an artist. Yeah. I always dreamt of being an artist, you know. Is that right? The hey? romantic notion of the uh, garret and, you know, the whole I know. thing. Yeah. yeah. I always have, I still have the romantic notion of yeah. having a wonderful loft that has like nothing but a bed and a clawfoot tub. Yeah. And the rest is just art. Absolutely. <laughs> so I still, yeah, maybe one of these days yeah. I'll get that. Yeah. And if it's like a second floor somewhere in Paris, yes. you know, that's even sort of, better. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, one of those corner apartments, yeah. you know, one of those. <laughs> but anyway. So, and then you went to, where did you do your university? Uh, I started off at Kwatlin College in Surrey, which oh. was, uh, it used to be Douglas College, and I went there either the first or second year it turned into Kwatlin. And I was very lucky to have like some wonderful instructors there. Just So are you from out west? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. a Vancouver girl. Oh, yeah. okay. And, uh, and then from there I went to NASCAD. And from NASCAD, I went to SFU. From SFU, <laughs> I went to Concordia. Oh, wow. And now I'm at the U of L, so yeah. you know, I get doing around. Doing your PhD. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. um, and so you're doing it, is it in the psychology department? It's in evolution and behavior, yeah, in right. the psychology department. Yeah. And yeah. Art, who is your supervisor? Louise Barrett. That's who I was wondering if yeah, it was. And, yeah. and Peter Henze. Yeah, oh. they're, they're co-supervising. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. they've I, done some really neat work. Oh yeah. Yeah. So should we just get in and talk about that? Get your PhD? Because part of your, um, I guess the last exhibition I was thinking was the... Er, the no, Backyard Wilderness. Backyard yeah. Wilderness. And is, that's part of your PhD study, yes. is it? Yeah, it is. So uh, I really wanted to, I had this belief that people feel that they're separate from nature, that mm -hmm. we act on nature, but that we have dominion over nature, or that we aren't quite part of it. And, you know, and I was wondering, like when people see, you know, a skunk or a raccoon in their yard, do they see that animal as still being wild? Do they still see that animal as part of nature? And do they see themselves as also being part of that same nature? Mm -hmm. So these are the kind of questions I was really interested in. Um, 
So I started putting cameras around town in people's yards mm -hmm. and interviewing them and just seeing what showed up in their yards and uh, finding out you know, how they felt about those animals being there, whether they even knew they were there, because yeah. a lot of the time they have no idea they're there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then I did an online survey, which went over really, really well. I had over a thousand people respond oh, to that's it. that's great. And just to kind of gauge Lethbridgians, Lethbians, mm -hmm. uh, ideas about wildlife, urban wildlife specifically. Right. Yeah, so I'm, I've just scheduled my comprehensive exams. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then it's, you know, analyzing the data, writing it all up and yeah. Oh, that's exciting though. It's been a, um, it's sort of like a little bit of the talk of Lethbridge too, right? Oh, because yes. because of people seeing what's there yeah. or, you know, oh, I saw your yard was on here. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it was cool. You were posting it on Facebook and that too so that yeah. we could all kind of see. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Had, yeah. I had it all going out there when I was doing, having the cameras in people's yards. Uh, and then I did a billboard project. Was it last year? Yeah. No, the year before no, last. No, it's like, t yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, 2021. I just in know, case you didn't I am, know, that. I am in shock. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> How did that happen? It's the pandemic. I know. Um, I I just saw or heard or something where someone said, "Oh no, it's okay. You don't need your ID." I saw the end of your license doesn't have a zero. Right. And and I was like, "What?" And then I realized, "Oh yeah, like all of." like 2000 yeah 2000s and yeah yeah like it's shocking 21 years ago yeah absolutely <laughs> anyway absolutely. sorry I digress. oh no that's okay so then I did, I did a billboard uh yeah. project uh, using images from the backyard cameras mm -hmm. i did a show down at the helen schuler nature center which is opening um next month uh in okotoks Oh, cool. uh, so that's fun and then yeah. i'm going to do another backyard wilderness exhibition at casa uh probably it'll end up being in spring 22 just because of COVID, like, yeah. you know, the way it's going to get bumped. And that's going to be looking at kind of representing the data and all the information that I've accumulated, but in an analog way, in a non-screen based kind of way. Ah. So, yeah. Well, and one of the cool, other cool components of your backyard wilderness was the skunks. Yeah. That you, you and the community helped build, yeah. right? That was wonderful. Yeah. I was so happy that people were willing to come in and, you know, play with me and talk about skunks and just, you know, get dirty and <laughs> make their creations, you know, there was can a... You, can you just explain a bit what you did for that? For yeah, so might have seen it? I did a residency at CASA and uh, my goal was to make 100 clay skunks and there ended up being 111. I know, I was going to ask why 111, but that uh, that's was just, just the way it happened. Yeah, okay. there's all, just because, you know, in case some, some get lost in the kiln and the uh, firing, you have yeah. to have a few buffer, but they all made it through thanks to Aaron Hagen. Yeah. And uh, people, I would hold uh, workshops at CASA. People would come and sit around and help me make the skunks. And there were some spectacular skunks. Like somebody <laughs> made a two-tailed skunk and an eight-legged skunk. And oh, there was, yeah, there were just so fun. some fabulous skunks. And it yeah. was just wonderful. It was like, uh, for me, that's the best part of making art is process and yeah. you know working with other people makes it even better yeah well speaking of that I because I when I was looking sort of through your work and I know you also for the work you've done collaboratively and then collectively like there's 
you sort of yeah. had um, different projects that you were doing. Um, oh gosh, you have to say them to me now. Oh, well, well, uh, well 12 Point first, Buck and Yeah, and that was a yeah, I was yeah. for 12 Point Buck. Yeah. Um, because then you, that was like a duo, right? Yes, with Chai Duncan. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. And we met being on the board of Trapdoor Artist Run Center. Ah. And uh, we discovered that, you know, I was at home, or not at home, but uh, out in parks and gardens taking pictures of plastic animals with camera <laughs> in people's gardens and out in front of the library and stuff. And <laughs> he was at home taking images of ornaments of birds. Oh. And we started to just talk about, you know, nature as a cultural construct and our ideas around nature and, you know, how we felt about it. and. We were kind of like not exactly lined up, which was kind of nice because then yeah. we could, you know, have a real interesting exchange. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, that was wonderful. It was wonderful working with him. And well, we and had you a guys, time. there was some amazing work that came out of that yeah. as well. And it has such a sense of humor yeah. to it, right? Yeah. Um, I was thinking of the different pieces of your, yours we own, and one was when you were doing the pictures of the the bears and right. things like that. Yeah. And the, yeah. So I think it was a bear with a fish is the one we have yes. in, the, in the river yeah. or the creek or something. So I was like, I know there was one from one of those in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. But they were, they're so fun. And a lot of the stuff of yours has a real whimsy to it. Yeah, right? that's very important to me. Uh, I like humor. I like humor in other people's work. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, there's a wonderful quote from Joe Fafard where somebody asked him, um, you know, what, what is it? Why do you put humor in your work? And he said, I don't put humor in my work. I just don't bother to take it out. Oh, that is lovely. And I just think that's such a wonderful thing. And, and yeah. I think I do bother to put it in. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Joe, I'd like it to be yeah. there. Uh, I think it gives people a way into the work mm -hmm. and it's a way to invite them in yeah. and to start a conversation. That's very true. And, and being as your work does include the community, at large yeah. like it's very um tied actually looking through your stuff like all of your stuff is like that it's it feels like it's really interacting with your audience in a very purposeful yeah and often humorous and and that kind of thing way but yeah i i uh you know getting ready for the comprehensive exams and stuff of course i've been reading a lot of elva noe and john dewey and stuff like that and john dewey talks about um art as being an experience so you have mm -hmm. the artist you have the art object and you have the audience member and art like the art is that whole continuum it's it's the experience that's going on there the dialogue it's it's environmental it's right you know all those kinds of things it's not just an art object that's like you know sending a message that's received by a receiver well, yeah, and, and especially because so much of, and like you were saying before, process yeah. is something, and that's for me too, something that's really important. Yeah. And sometimes, and I think it is kind of the nice way of the accessibility of um, being able to record. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you can record that process easier. Yes. Whereas before that was sort of done, and it was, and all of a sudden here's a piece of art. Yeah. But it's kind of fun to be able to show that process. And I love seeing when other people do little glimpses or, or show us what's going on behind as they're doing stuff. Yeah. It's almost as important as when a p picture's done. Absolutely, and it gets rid of that mystique. Yeah. You know, around the process. And, you know, definitely talking to other artists, they all say they love the process. It's all about the process. Once you get to the final thing, you know, it's great, you know, you put it out there and you're engaging with an audience and you're finding out what they're bringing to it and there's that exchange, but it, it begins so much sooner before yeah. that. Yeah. 
I think that's why, <laughs> I don't know, and maybe I know not all artists are procrastinators, but sometimes I feel like it is because you're always, your brain is just thinking yeah. all the time. And so sometimes, yes, I might it might seem like I leave it till the last minute, but I don't really, right? Yeah. Because your brain is sort of going through all that and processing Absolutely. things. So by the time you kind of get to that process of making something, yeah we're doing it because I don't know I think our, our maybe I'm thinking too much myself but I think our brains are always going as artists. Oh yeah completely yeah. I mean I think things are always percolating and, and always aware yeah right? absolutely and I don't know if you do this but I often dream the solution to problems I'm having with my work yes you know it's like it just happens because <laughs> obviously the brain is still working through it it's like you know I'm more my I dream and it's not actually the it's not actually the right answer right <laughs> I'll dream and think, oh, I know, yeah. blah, blah, and I get that, no. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. it's nice that your dreams give you the actual well, answer. Well, sometimes they really do. <laughs> sometimes yeah. they really do. I yeah. remember way back in, like, you know, the 80s, and it's hard to believe that <laughs> that long ago I, I was at NASCAD. But uh, I can remember having this, you know, assignment of having to uh, do a self-portrait and dreaming it in, in its entirety and then just executing what I wow. dreamt. It was, like, such a satisfying no kidding feeling. wow yeah. that's when you really do have to think it's a gift yeah 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 <laughs> I don't even know. I to yeah even though I totally you know I don't believe in genius I don't believe in talent or any of those kinds of things no but yeah yeah um, so then you also have done some sort of more collective work or I'm not sure if you guys um, like medium medium yeah whether you consider that a collective because there's four yeah. of you yeah. right? so how is that working I mean of course it's a completely different project maybe you can again just sort of say what medium is for people so medium is metaphysical explorations and divinations investigating magic I, I can't even remember <laughs> it's been a couple of years since we've done something <laughs> and uh, basically we just really we're interested in pushing people around that notion of belief, what you're willing to believe, what your faith is, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How much you're willing to give over to another person. Yeah. Um, and, and around being, you know, clair clairvoyancy and, you know, mediums. Mm -hmm. uh, and surprisingly enough, people are so generous. They're they so, are. they will sit down and share with you in ways that you just never imagined. Yeah. Uh, it was, every time I was just amazed and really like, you know, pleased at all the interactions that I ended up having with people. It was a great project. Yeah. And was that, I think it came after, but remember Trapdoor had that yeah. curiosities and whatever that was in the It started with that. Yeah. That was definitely Bowman. the trigger that, yeah. that uh, launched Medium. Yeah. That was a really fun, fun oh, project. Yeah. But again, I was... I went there and did, I think I called it, fate. you could either get a face reading, yeah. um, a tarot card reading, or a poetry reading, yeah. which no one chose a poetry reading. <laughs> um, <laughs> but everyone wanted the face reading, and it, in a way it kind of freaked me out because I came in there in, in a really like, haha, it's going to be funny, yeah. and people took it very seriously. Very like seriously. you say, people are, are very generous, and they're very inquisitive, and they want to know, do you see something I don't yeah. see? Or can you tell me if what I see is, I don't know, there's just this real yeah. willingness and openness to, yeah. to try and find out what you think. It, when you say um, generous, that really does. Yeah, a, 
I mean, my performance name was Charlottetown. I know. So <laughs> I, I was, you know, totally amazed that anybody took me even vaguely seriously. I always uh, love that punny name. That yeah. Good. And, and, you know, I would do country western divination. So I would sing a oh country my gosh, western. Really? I would sing them this country western song, you know, little Dolly Parton or, yeah. you know, some such thing. And then I would interpret what it meant for them. And people, you know, oh. a, lot, a lot of people would laugh and just, you know, take it all in stride. But some people were like, you know, really into it, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. and a couple of eerie things would happen occasionally. Like there was one person who, no matter what, they always drew the same card. They always got the same song, you know what I mean? And oh, I, would, wow. I thought like, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> But you're charlatan, so you know, charlatan. You yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so with what you're working on now, is that something that you are going to, do you see it evolving into something different? Or are you going to be? Uh, I think it's something, I mean, you know, we started working on these issues, or I did with way back with 12 Point Buck um, Nature. And, and is that when you first started working with? Nature, for lack yeah, of a better word. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then I did the project with the taxidermied coyotes that right, were had the dioramas built on them. them. Too. And um, so, I mean, it, it's definitely like you know, my interest in animals and our relationship to nature have is it's been around for like over a decade now. Right. It's definitely there, and I can definitely see it you know, going on after the PhD for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, even with your um, coyote project, which one did that one come out? Do you know where? Oh, I think that might have been 2014. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hey. Yeah. And that, again, the animals in there, there's a whimsical feel yeah. to it. Even like your little houses. Yeah. Right? With the little, like, I th one I remember looking at had a little rabbit. Yes, absolutely. Sort of looking out. Yeah. You know, and so here, even in these spaces, um, ones that would be man-made were inhabited by animals, right? Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What was coyote for you? What were you? So for me, I really uh, wanted to kind of do this reversal where the animals loomed large in our world instead mm -hmm. of us looming large in theirs and having such a often devastating impact on their environment. Right. Um, I wanted to switch it up where they were huge and we were just like these little tiny miniature things, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, and just kind of play with that concept. And um, yeah, so it was, it was definitely playful, but using taxidermy is definitely I think, you know, it, <laughs> there's a line there that you're kind of playing with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, it used to make me chuckle because I would see photos that you posted on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, where you have like another taxidermy thing that arrived yeah. or something. Yeah. And your wife was like, ah, <laughs> yes, you've got like all of these stuffed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, because most of the stuff that I get is, it starts off as roadkill and then you have to take it to Vision Wildlife. Yeah. And they examine it and make sure that it really was roadkill. You didn't go out and harm this animal in any way. Oh. And then they certify it, and then you're able to take it to a taxidermist. So you you didn't just sort of acquire. I mean, you did get these animals, but you actually went and got them all taxidermied and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. I do have some that people gave me, which was wonderful. But, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. so how is that process? It's really 
I mean, I work with a guy over on the north side who his uh, business is called I'll Do a Plug for Him, uh, Art of Taxidermy. He yeah. is a wonderful, uh, very accomplished taxidermist. Uh, he specializes, I think, is is birds is his real thing, but I think he says the money is in mammals. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to have deer and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, he does beautiful work, and oh. so I take him the animal and you know. Uh, tell him how I want it to be, you know, kind yeah. of like, you know, I brought the farmhouse for the hawk to go on, you know, I want the hawk yeah, to sit on this that. farmhouse and yeah. be looking down and, uh, yeah, so it's been really wonderful to work with him. Oh, I had no idea you did yeah. that. It, that is, is sort of almost more compelling too, and it must have been for you to talk about process. Yeah. So here you're having this process literally sort of going and were you there when he did a taxidermy no but i i'm really fascinated by it and i would love to one day apprentice and yeah and actually yeah. find out how you know how you do it yeah yeah absolutely so he didn't he didn't let you sit in in his no he, <laughs> <laughs> he's a very busy guy i think you know yeah he, yeah yeah oh cool um your cabinet of curiosities too was something that's pretty cool yeah is that on hold probably it's on hold while I'm doing grad school right and then I'm sure it'll come back again yeah. um, just you know it, and it needs a rest I think it needs a little bit of a breather and people can then come back to it fresh and new and have so new what concepts. so people know cabinet of curiosities curiosity yeah um, is is uh, it was a biannual exhibition uh, dealing with issues around LGBTQ um you know identity and history and but it wasn't reserved to just gay lesbian trans by artists it was like anybody in the community who wanted to address those issues address that history and make work about it yeah uh could participate in it and there were some fabulous pieces that were done there really was yeah. and such a wide breadth of, yeah. of different people and i i knew a couple of people in it that weren't typical artists or yeah. that hadn't been their thing but had something to say yeah so absolutely yeah and really a nice community event like mm -hmm. just bringing a whole bunch of diverse perspectives to this theme yeah and, and really positive yeah like diverse perspectives yeah and of of all ages too yeah I sort of oh yeah absolutely. Too, which makes it yeah, yeah yeah definitely really interesting for sure well so that'll when are you going to be done? Your P or the, you're not supposed to ask people when no, you're done no. PhD, are you? That's like the worst <laughs> question in the world to ask. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it'll happen again. But, it'll be oh, yeah. Again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it, when you mentioned that hawk on the house, that was one of my favorite pieces, one of the ones I had written down, actually, because it is just so compelling. Yeah. Right, right it's touring right now with an exhibition called The Prairie Vernacular. Yeah. So right now it's in Brandon, Manitoba. Oh. Yeah, and so whenever I watch, like, you know, they've, they've been doing uh, wonderful videos of the different themes in the exhibition, and whenever I watch any of the videos and it, I catch a glimpse of it, I'm always like, ooh, there it is. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, that's how what just reminded me I had a painting at CASA. They were showing something. I'm like, oh, crap, that's still down there. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably Darcy's, yeah, yeah, had yeah. it up to here with me. I was, my, part of my master's work was looking at art collectives. Right. And art collectives on the prairies and sort of how working collectively as opposed to individually 
and how that is and how that is your being as you've done that you've done in duos you've done um, collective work and then of course a lot of your own yeah work. how do you find the process different and maybe it's advantages or disadvantages or um, I I love working with other people I mm -hmm. love the conversations uh, Chai and I when we were in 12 point buck would actually argue about things and it was really wonderful you know yeah. what I mean because we yeah. get very passionate about it and you know go back and forth about ideas and uh, I just find that so rewarding yeah uh, and when you're working alone you do that in other ways you hopefully still have people that you can bounce ideas off of you're reading stuff you know you're thinking your thoughts and kind of like testing them out on people yeah um, but it's not the same as being no. with other people yeah. that, that's what I find too that yeah. that conversation and and the challenging, yeah. right? So challenging different ideas and, and what's going on is is fantastic. It's nice to have that, that yeah. collaboration. When I'm working alone though, I really like to think about my audience a lot, mm. you know? So I'm already thinking about them. I, th I So, you know, they're in my mind. I'm, you know, wondering, you know, how different people are going to respond to this, what they're going to think about it. How, how am I saying what I'm saying? Am I saying it in a way that can be accessed, um, you know, and also knowing that you put things out there and people can either completely reject them mm -hmm. or they can read the, read against the grain of what you're doing, which is, you know, marvelous and, and do whatever it, yeah. and do whatever the heck they want. And that's like truly the magic anyways. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's wonderful. But I'm hearing that that interaction with your audience is super important. Yeah, to you. definitely. So no matter sort of if it's solo or collaborative or yeah, yeah, whatever work it is, collaborating with your with your audience. Yeah, collaborating or even just um, emoting. Yeah. Uh, emotion from them, hey? Or yeah, I I definitely think of it as like a collaboration because the work is it. You know, to me, it's not art unless you have an audience for it. You know, mm -hmm. if it if it's, it sits at home and like it becomes art when people engage with it and when they start to use it and think about it and it gets them discussing things and you know they suddenly it makes them think about different things in their lives and you know that's when it becomes art mm -hmm. that's that's art <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely lovely way to to put it yeah yeah well, hopefully we'll be able to collaborate one day. Yeah, that'd when, be great. When lives come back to some yeah. normalcy and we don't have to wear masks any much farther than that. Yeah. But, but yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming and talking to me today. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was nice to learn a bit more about you. And um, what we'll maybe do is, if you don't mind sharing, maybe we can even get some images that I could sure. put on the end of the video. And then it's always nice to have some links where people can can see your work. We'll post your website that you have. And Excellent. That's again. So thank you, Leela Armstrong. Thanks thank again. You. All right. Cheers.